Hello. Hi, John. Oh, hey there, Merlin. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Good. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit snowy up here. What? Well, you know, um, somewhere along the line, I started following all the weather prediction uh, nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, predicting the weather is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes back many years. People mm. would like to know what the weather is going to be. Yeah. And as the technology has improved, um, there's more and more science. Science for the weather. Mm-hmm. Weather mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, like all science things, uh, that attracts a certain kind of person. Uh, not just meteorologists, but mm. um, but uh, am- amateurs and... Uh, and um, a prosumers. Mm. And uh, people, so, people can dip in and dip out. They might yeah. get real like everybody. If there's a hurricane coming or something to where you live, then everybody gets into the weather. Right. Other times it's more like, you know, folks like your mom, with all respect, who, who are, you know, uh, riding on the weather train. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. There are, there are um, you know, sometimes, as you're saying, there's, um, there are amateur nights, right, where... Uh, mm-hmm. Where you've got would a hurricane. A, would that be a squire? A squire? Sorry. <laughs> it's a squire. Yeah, hey, that's you're right. To be a knight. You're still an amateur. Yeah. No, it's an epiphone. It's not a, it's not a full Gibson. Oh, it's not a Gibson. Okay. Yeah, no, right. it's just a squire. Um, yeah, so anyway, you know, of course, I'm interested in things. I'm interested in forecast models, you know. Uh, but I'm also interested in the kind of people that are interested in forecast modeling. And so anyway, I started following, you know, there's a lot of different Twitters, mm-hmm. as you know. And so I started following weather uh, nerd Twitter just to see what they're talking about. Sure. And there are a lot of models. There's a Euro model. There's the global forecasting system Again, model. Again, with the hurricanes, you see a different line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hurricanes, not yours. But you'll see mm-hmm. a different line depending on is this the Europeans, is this the Slovenians or whatever. Right, right. The Slovenian model is always in there. Mm-hmm. Gum, gumming it up. Anyway, so there's a lot going on right now in the weather up here. Uh, there's a big, you know, there's a low, Merlin, and then there's a high. Mm-hmm. And the low uh, is here, and then the high is there, and the Arctic air is coming down the Fraser River Valley, and it's colliding with the low that's over here. And mm. so they've been seeing this coming. They've been watching it. Two weeks, three weeks, they've been looking out into the ocean, seeing all this stuff going on. And just jumping around, so excited, like shaking their fists at the sky, uh, talking about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, they really, the weather people, the the weather uh, punters, mm-hmm. train spotters, mm-hmm. you can tell that what they want is a weather disaster. Oh, yeah. They want it. They want it. They're so horny for the Arctic blast. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. They don't want it to be a nice sunny day. No. They want to see it. They want to see the heavens fall, mm-hmm. and so they're just they were they were they were churning up scenarios where it was going to be eighteen degrees today, and there were going to be four feet of snow on the ground. And, you can see, uh, you see it happening whenever there is one of these big events, and I, I have to monitor this because my mom is in a hurricane area. Right, I want to make sure she's okay and doing what she needs to do. And there's such a fun, funny phenomenon, even setting aside the like person in a slicker who deliberately goes out and gets blown around. <laughs> but then you've got, you got you could be there and watching it, and it's like ramping up, ramping up. Is it going to happen? Oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. And at the moment when it stops getting worse, you can tell they're so disappointed. Yeah. It could, it could, be, getting, it could be getting worse. This oh, could be the most significant weather event this area has seen in 80 years. <laughs> no, it's just, no it's, just, it's just drizzling a little bit. Yeah, it's just drizzling. So today, it was, it's very unusual, Seattle. I think it's unusual. I don't know. You know, I don't know what other people's usual. Well, according to the Seattle Weather Blog, 16 minutes ago, it was snowing in downtown Seattle. This is the thing. In Everett... There's like two feet of snow on the ground. Big, and big in, flakes in Kent. Yeah, in which the sounds Lin- like a guy by voices. <laughs> <laughs> in the 
in Linwood, there's only two feet of snow on the ground. And then in Edmonds, there's only one foot of snow on the ground. And in downtown Seattle, it's snowing. And here where I am, it's bone dry and 37 degrees. And we're talking about a, we're talking about a span of 20 miles from North to South. So there's, there are, and my, this is where my mom comes in, right? Because she sits up in her, in her, uh, you know, treetop airy mm-hmm. and surveys the world and is always talking about how Seattle is a convergent zone and she sees weather come in from here and weather come in from there. And she can pick out, you know, she'll talk about, she'll call me and she's like at 45th at, you know, at 45th in Wallingford, there's a weather line and everything south of it is clear and everything north of it is wet. Hmm. She's she just, she loves that stuff, right? She, she's like same, a precipitation whisperer. Yeah. It's the same impulse that she, she's uh, big picture though. She's way up here in her area. She, she's seeing right. stuff over time. She's got institutional wisdom, right? Right. And she's got a lot of precipitation under the belt, if you'll forgive my saying. So mm-hmm. she, she knows the big patterns and what's normal and not. And she knows where Wall, Walling, Wallingford Mm-hmm. Is getting wet or not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, she becomes like a fa- a farmer's almanac. Mm-hmm. It's the same impulse that for you know there was I remember telling you there was a period of about two years where when the when dusk would fall, she would get in her car and follow the crows. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the crows yeah. going? And you guys would like, chase it down. You'd look for the big tree of crows. Yeah, and then you, then she would position herself. She would go down south to where she lost the crows the last time and wait for them to come mm-hmm. and then chase them further. Same same impulse, I think. All these G, GFS uh, uh, fanboys are just uh, – they should just be following crows, frankly. You know, it's it, there is just as much to be gained. Anyway, this morning I woke up thinking, well, there's either four feet of snow on the ground and it's 17 degrees – or the whole thing was bunkum. Three weeks of people, uh, like reading the tea leaves and and like throwing animal bones into a fire, and it and uh, ends using, up being, using calipers to measure yeah. the the butterfly wings. And it ends up being impossible to predict the weather, and that's, that's right. what happened. And they're so mad. Oh, weather Twitter right now, at least Northwest weather weather Twitter. They're so oh, they're so mad. They're they're just they're rattling their jingle sticks, and <laughs> I, I'm kind of del- <laughs> hearing the lamentations of their women. I'm sort of delighting in it, although yeah. I have friends that just live on the other side of town who are like, "I'm snowed in, I can't get out." You know, I'm going to miss my flight, all this stuff. And uh, so, so there, it is like it. It is um, it's interesting to live where I'm living now because I'm in a different weather zone. Uh, in Seattle, there's always Seattle weather, and then there's the weather station at the airport, and the two things report different worlds. Right, right, yes. And now I'm living in the airport world instead of the downtown world, and and I'm um, it's you know it's it's a little bit of an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. A nice. The whole warm thing. Though, I, I I don't understand it. I mean, I understand enough to know that it's interesting, but I um. It, weather, predict, so predicting the weather is sort of like trying to use polls to determine uh, the Democratic primary race. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, it's, it's a little bit of a coastline of Scotland problem. So like oh, somebody comes hey. out. So you see these dingling national polls that say, you know, candidate C is like leading in national polls. I'm like, that's a national presidential poll is about as useful as a national weather report because that's not how elections do right the uh-huh. way the way an election works is like you get the, when you're trying to measure that coastline of scotland remember on that that, that terrible uh, november evening in 2016 where we were zooming we weren't just zooming in on michigan we weren't just zooming in on one district in michigan we were i think if memory serves it was crucial was it crucial waukesha county maybe that was wisconsin but mm. you end up you know zooming all the way in on one polling station that hasn't come in yet some poor little old lady standing there with 40 right. reporters around her well cuz let's be honest in some places your vote because of the way the electoral system works and i'm going to pull this all back together in a second the yeah, way go, the electoral go, go. system works what's well, a nightmare but mm. like you know uh, you get two senators no matter what state you're in and everybody's, somebody's vote could be worth about 10 votes in another state. 
Like, you know, I'm going to vote either way, but my, my vote does not mean nearly as much as somebody in Pennsylvania or, you know, or what have you. So all, all I'm trying to say is that like, as you get better at measuring that, co- you know that, you know what I'm talking about here, the coastline mm-hmm. is problem. Like yes, the more, the more precise your measuring device, the longer the coastline gets. And so in this case, like you say, okay, well, it's the weather in Seattle. Well, there's a lot of weather in Seattle. And also the weather in Seattle is just the weather in Seattle right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Can I blow yes. your mind a little bit? Whoa. By the time you report the weather, it's already old weather. And I think it's- that's part of the problem. And that happens here. So you, I'm looking here at, I use a, something called Dark Sky, which does hyperlocal forecasts that are generally quite good. And I'll see something like on Thursday, it's like, we're going to get over an inch of rain, which is a lot of rain for here. And it's because we just can't handle rain here and everything floods and it's terrible. But, um, but I'll bet you dimes to donuts by the time Thursday gets here, it's going to be less than that. It's rarely more than that. But like, you know, you make your plans around that. But again, what about what? Okay. So, you know, my neighborhood up here, the weather's going to be like that down there. The weather's going to be like that. From a climactic standpoint, that's true. In the mission, it's going to almost always be sunnier than it is in my neighborhood. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Three different blocks on my street are going to have different threats of flooding because I live on a hill. So now, tell me about that. Tell me about ah, the, Tell me about that. Right? Tell me about the yeah. you're on that middle block. Like, what's, what's the flood situation going to be like for, for that? Well, we don't know. Factors. You got calipers and butterfly wings, and we're still trying to figure it all out. It's a mess. I don't know who's going to win the election, but I I know there's no such thing as a national poll. You could have a you could have a national poll, but that's not going to be a national result. That's not how polls do. No. Uh, You know, you will be. There are are seats in Congress that you can get elected to with fifty thousand votes. And there, <laughs> you can become you can become the mayor of Bowling Green with eight thousand votes. But there are other seats in Congress where you need five hundred thousand votes to get elected yeah. to that seat. That is pretty astonishing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I got what did I get? Thirty thousand votes. That's 20, a lot of votes, John. Some votes, you know. You draw a lot it, of water in this town. <laughs> you know, let me let me run down some uh, let me run down some acronisms. Acronisms. Okay, run you. down some acronisms. Uh, here are some of the uh, models of weather uh, forecasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the ECMWF high res, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, good to it's pl- you know plus or minus nine kilometers. Plus plus or minus nine kilometers. Yeah. You've okay. got the ECMWF EPS, which only uh, has a resolution of fourteen kilometers. You've got ICON. Which is a thirteen-kilometer resolution, and GFS, which is the which is the one I kind of stay current with, which is the Global Forecasting System, which is uh, only has a resolution of twenty-three kilometers. You have the GEFS, uh, which is a much broader picture, forty-six-kilometer resolution. Then you have the UKMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the GEM. You've got Access Dash G. You've got RPEG. Are these all real? Yeah. Okay. Then in for America only, you've got the NAM and the HRR, which is H R R R H R R R, which is really the, those both have like three kilometer resolution. Okay, okay. And then in Europe, you've got Super HD, and you've got the Swiss EU four by four. You've got AROM and Cosmo dash D two. You've got Euro four Icon EU, Herlam FMI, and Herlam. KNMI. Okay. All of these models are currently giving different interpretations, different forecasts and projections of what is going to happen in the weather, a thing you fundamentally can no hardly kidding. They each hardly because they're using you to meet, get different means and methods producing different uh, 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 results, like notional results. Yeah, because you've got stuff coming, and mm. you look at it, and you, you go, know, That we know. We know something's coming. Something's coming. Something's okay. always coming. Oh, you God, look at yes. it, and you go, something's coming. Now, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? What's it going to do? Isn't that, that's like the, that's got to be the the third most common thing that goes into a human being's head. What's it going to do? Yeah, a lot of people know something happened, but not everybody knows why. Well, and, and every, fewer time, people know what, what that's going to mean. If you walk down to the end of your block 
Well, yeah. no, you don't even have to. Your 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 office is there. If you walk out the door of your office mm-hmm. and you turn left and you turn right, mm-hmm. you're going to see something in your field of vision that's going to inspire your brain to say, well, what's that going to do? What's that going to do? Is that going to crash into me? Or yeah. is that going to cross the street and want to talk to me? Or is that going to fall off of where it is? Car, or, car, know, ran, like, car ran into a, a building last year. Really? Yeah. Right like, oh, down by the hand job place. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can still, they haven't, they, they, they fixed it, but they still haven't painted it. Don't be creepy. <laughs> I told you, I told you that I told you the thing where I was driving by the airplane museum mm-hmm. and the car in front of me just just slowly drifted over across the lanes in front of me and and uh, and smashed into the airplane museum at, right into the elevator. There's like an out mm. one of these glassed in outdoor elevators that only goes up one floor. Mm. And it and the the thing, the car just went straight into the elevator shaft. If so straight been into in, it sideways, though. Like, it slid. Did it hydroplane? Was the person nope. texting? What What happened? The driver passed out. Oh, no, that's no good. No, and the car just, like, slowly, I watched it kind of just slowly. It looked like it was making a turn, right? There's no like way a, for that to be predicted by her. <laughs> or her. Or, or the Swiss 4x4. They don't have any way of knowing. You know, 4x4 has very good traction if you have it turned does. on. Most people don't even need it. But nobody knows when you're going to smash into a, a glass elevator. Uh, the Swiss EU 4x4 has a resolution of four kilometers, plus or minus. A resolution? Anyway, okay. All right. Well, you know, like, uh, I'm not sure exactly what – I'm saying resolution, but I'm not sure exactly what the no, little – No, I understand. Well, can I – well, go ahead. I, I, I got something on this. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I mean, I want to I, I hear what you have. I'm very interested in the way that we measure things um, and how – Precision, distortion, uh, various kinds of noise uh, mm. end up having an impact. And, and I, this is why I'm fascinated by the idea of lenses on a camera. And, and this is this is part of my larger Weltanschauung about creativity that I won't get into right now. But here's what I'm going to say about this. As is somebody, this on 43 folders? Is yes. this something I can buy? Well, a, I, should can write I, a, I should write a book probably. Can I but follow a link to there's an this mo- mm. <laughs> This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Health. IQ. You can learn more about Health IQ right now by visiting healthiq.com slash supertrain. Hey, listen, uh, do you average uh, eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah, check. Do you eat a quality plant-based diet? Of course you do. Do you exercise four or more times per week? Well, then basically you're doing everything right to ensure you live a long life. Isn't it time for you to be financially rewarded for your commitment to a healthy lifestyle? Well, look in the mirror. You look good. You're doing everything right for your health today, but if you're not planning for the what-ifs of tomorrow, then it's time that you do. The problem is that historically, and you know, rather ironically, the health-conscious have overpaid and subsidized those who are less health-conscious. It's not a conspiracy. It's just how life insurance works. Introducing Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates for people like you on their life insurance. So if you're a runner or a cyclist, if you're into CrossFit or another type of uh, athletics, even if you're just a committed weekend warrior, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, then you deserve to be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates. Health IQ can save you up to 41% because physically active people have significantly lower risks for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And Health IQ is not just a lead generator. They take the customer through the entire process of applying, and the policy is underwritten by uh, one of their top insurance partners. These savings are unique to Health IQ. You won't find them anywhere else, but you must qualify to get a special rate. Now, to see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash supertrain. You're going to take their proprietary Health IQ quiz. Depending upon your score, as well as the other related factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. Once again, that's healthiq.com slash supertrain to let them know we sent you. And to start the process with the Health IQ quiz, there is no commitment, and you'll learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. One final time, that's healthiq.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Health IQ for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Just take the whole thing down. Just take it all down. Just burn it to the ground. Ugh. 
I, I somebody posted a thing the other day that was a link to somebody who was like inbox zero, and yeah. it, they were and they were talking about it like it was their idea. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a movable feast. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the occasional like semi-annual takedown about why the thing that isn't the thing is not a thing. Yeah, I'm very interested in this idea though. So I've yeah, I've ahead. had a, I've had I've had a camera. I've had a camera That's with a, you get a chassis a like a chassis you, and a Derek. You've uh, you've advocated to me that I buy a couple of different. Yeah, cameras. You don't need it now. You're good. Just get a nice <laughs> iPhone. Seriously, um, no. But here's this has always fascinated me. Um, and I'm not. I'm a very. Uh, I'm a piker. I'm a, yeah. I'm a. I'm a piker. I'm a riker. <laughs> I'm a midnight striker. <laughs> You've I, taken um, some great photos, though. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you that's because you learn about lenses. And let me tell you what I know about lenses. For the sake, let's say you got a chassis or a Derek. Now let's say you got three different lenses. Right. You got that probably kind of crappy, super plastic, not really zoom, but zoom that people like to use. It's kind of like the iPad, uh, Chinese mom zoom. You do with the fingers where it's not really zooming in, but you get, you get the lens that comes with your camera. Right. And you know, you're walking around. Chick, 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 chick. Now let's say you buy two more lenses. One lens you're going to buy. Uh, let's keep this simple. Well, okay. Here, let's do it this way. Let's say you get a 50 millimeter sort of like a prime lens. You've got a lens. Now you've got a lens that will be very specific about the field that you are capturing. Specifically, it is basically like, imagine it's what the human eye sees. It's pretty undistorted. You get that nice fuzzy background a little bit when you get good with it. That's one kind of lens. And that lens is close to the truth. That's close to what your eyes see. Let's say you get another kind of lens that's like a, like a Beastie Boys fisheye lens. Let's mm -hmm. say you get a very low millimeter lens, like even sub 20 millimeter lens. Mm -hmm. You got that lens. And then you got another kind of lens, like a macro lens, where you can zoom way, way in on something. Now, those give you three very different versions of the truth. One of those versions of the truth is when you're walking around with your 50 millimeter lens, snap, 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 um, you don't have zoom. Your zoom is your feet. You move to where it can be in focus. And that's kind of like life. Your zoom is your feet. Yes. Yes. It's like sneaker net for eyes. Mm -hmm. And you get to okay, where, yeah. and that's a lot of my best photos are taken with a, like a pretty okay prosumer 50 millimeter lens. Okay. Now let's say you get your beastie boys lens. Cause you want to get everything in the picture. Now what happens? Well, you're going to get this obviously distorted and spherical looking thing. You don't talk about, you talk about like a, you don't talk about like you get a fish eye. So you fish see eye. all kinds of stuff, but it's super distorted. Right. So you've, you've, you're seeing more things, but they don't look like the thing exactly. it's like real estate photography have you ever spent any time with real estate photography you mean like like uh well there's a tumblr i follow called Ter terrible real estate agent photos <laughs> and it's stuff like it's just like a toilet in a room with a clown or something no, no that's one thing but the great real estate photography the ones that they pay like the, the pay like pretty astronomical costs to they pay costs to uh sure sure to professional yes. real estate yes. photographers and they have yeah. lenses that enable them to show the scope of a room without it appearing to have fisheye distortion oh but what it does is subtly distort absolutely distort the the proportions of the room so mm -hmm. that they take a picture from this angle and you're like, wow, that living room is huge. Mm -hmm. And then they take a picture from over here and you're like, that living room isn't huge. It's tiny. I feel like I've seen that huge. in B&B-ish photos yes. of like, yes. we're going to go rent this cottage and you go, wow, that's pretty spacious. And then you get there and like, wow, it's kind of a lot smaller than it looked in the in the photographs. It's a lens or some something that it... They do this you, with movies too. You got anamorphic and not anamorphic and that that's all way above my pay grade. But yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. So just to finish this real quick. So Go then you've got, so you got your regular, your 50 meter, 50 millimeter, like you're walking around taking photos and nuts, things aren't distorted. You got another kind where you get a fish. Line. Now you, you might have another kind, like say like a macro lens and a macro lens is something where you're able to like, I say zoom in, but like you could take a picture of something very, very, very little and like small with a lot of detail, but it's going to look real good, but you're only going to see a tiny little bit of truth. Rawr. This is life, John. This is life. Because every decision you make involves some kind. You're moving up and down some axes. So if you want to be able to see everything, it's got to be distorted. If you right. want to be able to see something in huge detail, it's going to be very limited. And if, if you, you want, want to be, see everything, yeah, it's, it's going to be distorted. It's going to be distorted. If you want to see detail, it's going to be limited. Mm -hmm. And then and you plus, there's a third. also time. 
Okay, let me write all this down here. You getting this? Okay. Yeah, okay. You got a detail. Details, yeah. You're going to have limitations. And I think that's, I bet that's how weather works. I think everything. that's how poles work. People don't think about time. That's another Distortion. thing. So you say, okay, here's where Hillary was in 2016. Well, that nine bucks will get you a cup of coffee. Boy, like, I'll say. Because the thing, yes. Pokemon so, go to the polls is what I so, say. So now we got detail. Details. At limitation. Distortion. Everything distortion. And then time. What does time give you? Oh, well, time, time, time is time. So is time the, takes uh, a cigarette and it puts it in your mouth. Time is the cilantro you didn't know you had. Because okay. like the thing is like, okay, well, that's your snapshot if you like. So right. I go out and maybe it's flooding. Maybe it's not. But it won't be flooding later. This goes straight back to Heraclitus. Heraclitus and Parmenides disagreed about this mm-hmm. then you got Zeno right but with, sure. with but Heraclitus is saying you never step in the same river twice I thought that was Siddhartha oh no I think you're thinking of uh, Wes Anderson now Wes Anderson uses a 40 millimeter lens you'll notice there are very rarely straight vertical lines especially slightly off axis there are very few straight uh, vertical lines in a Wes Anderson movie and once you start noticing it you can't stop noticing it uh, so if you're looking at a building from a distance in a Wes Anderson movie, it's going to curve. Well, it's you know, he likes the center stuff. Bit. So like you walk yeah. into that hotel, you know, with the Nazis and, and uh, the other guy and the, and the bell, bell man. Yep. You, yeah, anyways, you'll, you'll see it. So anyway, I think this, this applies to lots of things. We're not even getting into time. We don't have time to get into time. Well, but you I've think about all the, well, you get a 50 millimeter perfect on. I take a picture of my kid. Well, guess what? Now she's older. So oh. at the time... It was and now you're an getting un- older. A, now yes, yes. <clears throat> Time. It's <laughs> <laughs> still marching on. Time. Time. Um. You dropped a little so, teaser into uh, into what you were just saying. Yeah. Uh, you said something about. Did you say sneaker news? Oh, sneaker net. Uh, oh, sneaker net. And so back before we had, um, when it was less common to have, perhaps when you were in one of your colleges and you okay. had to type up a paper and yeah. you want to you want to take it somewhere, you want to print it. Like it, it, back then, it was less likely that you would have uh, Ethernet, especially. But you probably didn't. Even, you may not even have Apple Talk. You maybe had no way. You had to go to a different building to print. So you put it onto a floppy disk and you walk it. Uh-huh. And that's sneaker what you call net. sneaker net. Yes. Sneaker net. Why did I never? You know, either. So this is an example of either I never heard that before or I heard it a thousand times and I had no idea what people were talking well, without about. Without context, <laughs> very few things are meaningful. Sneaker net. Sneaker net. See, that's hilarious. See, people don't give computer people enough credit for being funny. No, it's true. Old There's something uh, called the jargon file where you can find a lot of these. So anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is whether you're talking about weather or floppy disks or photographs or elections, you have to understand what you are trading. If you want extreme specificity, you're going to get uh, you're going to get a very limited picture plus time. Right. If you want to have everything, oh, it's an international poll. Yeah, if people in this uh, Swiss four by four voted for Hillary, who would win? And you're like, sure. well, okay, fine. But you give away. You no matter what you choose, you give something away. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about truth. I yeah. take a picture of my my daughter, or I take an award winning photo of her orange croc on the street. Well, guess sure. what? She can't, that that won't fit on her anymore because time. Because time, right? Time. It was, it was, and, and the thing is, it's not perfect because in the background's got what they call a bokeh. It's slightly distorted in the background, which can be very nice. You can do that now with what's called portrait mode. It will simulate that with software on your phone, but it right. still won't look good as a regular lens. And in any case, it's just, it's just blur. It's if blur. You, if you put your photos yes. on a two gigabyte SanDisk memory mm-hmm. card, yes, on, uh, the SanDisk Ultra 2, okay. Uh, Time mm-hmm. is uh, is eventually going to make uh, those photos uh, impossible to access. Oh, brother! Right? Isn't that true? Oh, isn't that true? How many, it, how many memory sister. discs? How oh. many memory cards oh. do you have, Merlin? Ask me. Ask me about my CDs, because you know what? You got and you buy a copy of REM's Murmur. That's right. going to be on a CD that was burnt at a place. Now, if you if you got that off LimeWire and burnt it at your home, all you're doing is distributing ink on plastic. And guess what? If you go and get that LimeWire REM <laughs> Murmur and pop it in right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or it also goes for reckoning. 
what I'm yeah, saying? They crowded okay. up to Lennon with the noses worn off. Sure, right? sure, sure. I so you put that in, and guess what you're going to get? You're not going to get back to Rockville, if you know what you I'm know, saying. You know, you certainly, it's not as though I really need you. If you were here, I'd only. <laughs> so wait a minute, you're saying that th those things won't, uh, those things won't. Guess what won't redistributed play? the ink on the plastic? What? what? Time. Oh! Time! There it is again! <laughs> Time! <laughs> yep. So I think that's the thing with weather, too, probably. So when you tell me it's got 14 km resolution, mm. what that mean? What that mean? I mean, think that it means mm -hmm. um, that... Uh, the sample size of the area it's dealing with is a, is a 14 kilometer diameter diameter is the one across right i think it has to do with pixels oh it's uh, pixels okay i think it's i think it's pixels or it might be bits and bytes mm -hmm. um i have a i have a uh, an app here called my radar and uh i you know when i got my radar it seemed like it was the hottest thing going but now it seems like all radar the radar is table stakes now you see that everywhere yeah, everybody's got radar. But my radar, you can sit and watch me. I'm not going to say real time, but but fairly, um, you know, within the last hour. Like my radar right now is showing me a loop of what the weather did from 9 a.m. to 10.25. So it's within five minutes. Oh, because of, time. Because of time, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm so it puts a little dot, puts me on the map, and then it shows me – like real-time radar weather Doppler, you know, double Doppler. Double Doppler, sure. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. And it's pretty cool. Like when, when big storms are happening, you can look down and be like, whoa, check it. Uh, and right now it's showing, yes, that, that I'm not. I'm basically in a little tiny window of nothing happening. And But I have no idea. Like when I zoom all the way in, what's my resolution here? Okay. P I'm, pixels. Yeah. I mean, this, my radar seems to be showing every individual raindrop. So maybe. You know, 2020 is 2020. You can look back and say, this is where radar went. Right. That's and because this is time, that, that time is already kind of, uh, it's a fixed moment. You can, you can show where the weather already happened. Nobody's going to. Remember that? Remember that in all the president's men? Uh, you want to buy this for the Washington Post? Yesterday's weather report. And he said, he said, sell it to the San Francisco Chronicle. Remember that? Because <laughs> nobody needs yesterday's weather report. Nobody needs San yesterday's Francisco weather. Chronicle apparently does. Well, you know, it's got Jason Robards. Can I blow, can I potentially blow your mind? I, I hope I will blow the mind of at least a few listeners. Um, my whole life I've grown up. Now, whatever your model is, almost every model, there's going to be something about – you might get into your high pressure and low pressure areas, but there's a couple things you'll get in almost every weather report, which sure. is we think it'll be this temperature, usually expressed as a high and a low, which, you know, they say, they admit that's, that's, a, that's a, a prediction. It's a guess. And the other, what's the other one you get? The probability of precipitation. There's a there's a twenty percent chance that it's going to rain tomorrow, right? Right. And I think that's gotten better. But but let me potentially blow your mind. But I'm on the National Weather Service site, and I'm going to in their FAQ. What is the meaning of probability of precipitation? Because when I learned about this, when I very first learned about this, uh, it curled my hair. Forecasts issued by the National Weather Service routinely, routinely include a probability of precipitation statement, which is often expressed as the, quote, chance of rain or chance of precipitation, right? Mm, wait a minute. Those are different? Well, you know, rain's a kind of precipitation. Oh, sure, 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 sure. It could be something else. It could be precipitating. Well, now, here's could, what I think a lot frogs, of folks right? may not be getting. If you're getting this, I apologize for talking down to you. So what does this, quote, 40% mean? Will it rain 40% of the time? Will it right. rain over 40% of the area? Right. Get ready. Is this is this a fifty year flood? Is it a five hundred year flood? Right. Is, is it, it an eighty year is, hurricane? Is it a five thousand yeah. year Once flood? I thought I saw you in a the probability of precipitation yeah. simply describes the probability that right. the forecast grid slash point in question will receive at least zero point zero one inches of rain. Now oh. your your mind's probably not blown right now, but can I point out oh. that is the percentage chance that it will rain. Over a given area. Okay. Now, the more general you get, you know, I bet there's probably a 30% chance of rain that it'll rain in the United States. 
Sure. I mean, I think probably. Isn't there, isn't there a 100% chance that somewhere in the United States it's raining? I don't know. I don't. But what I'm trying to get at is, first of all, that is when they say it's a 40% chance of rain, that doesn't mean it's a 40% chance of a, of rain like at your house. It means that over the area that's being covered, do you know the area that's being covered? That's the percentage chance that it'll rain. And guess what? Over time, over that period of time, you get into some pretty specific stuff here. And so really, you realize like what a wild gander it is when we talk about the chance that it's going to rain somewhere. This is where Dark Sky comes in because it tries to be hyper local, like super duper local to where it'll say, beep boop, notification, it's going to start raining in a few minutes. All I'm trying to say is the part that blew my mind is when I, they would say, okay, Cincinnati, Ohio, there's a uh, 10% chance of rain today. And it's like, yes, but like 10% chance of rain in the city of Cincinnati? Like, how about you today? What's your percentage chance of snow at your house? I mean, the city of Cincinnati is, as we know, 1,000 square miles. It's a, it's a very big city. Yeah, know? it is. It's, it's bigger suburbs. than you think. Yeah, you got, you got Lebanon, you know, you got, uh, you got uh, uh, what is it, is it Berea? Uh, you got uh, different places. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, factors, 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 and, and then you still got to think about time. Well, you know, here uh, someone says in, um, <clears throat> that um, the average global rate of rainfall is uh, on the order of uh, 10 to the 6th meters cubed Oof. over S. Oh, okay, S. And the residence time of a water molecule in the atmosphere is about 10 days. Okay, okay. Uh, so... Uh, that's going to suggest that it's always raining somewhere. Exactly. Right. So that's a fisheye lens. It says here that uh, that there are uh, 2,000... No, no, no. There are... Yeah. There are 2,000 thunderstorms occurring at any given time. And uh, 100 lightning strikes per second on Earth at any given moment. Now that's a lot of uh, that's a lot more. So you feel pretty safe saying there's probably some thunder somewhere right now. Some somewhere you're going to listen to the thunder. Listen to the thunder. What the thunder said. That's right. Hmm. The well and bless the rains. Oh, down down in Africa or elsewhere. Or elsewhere. Okay. I mean, when I think when when I think of well, I mean the first thing I think of when we're talking about these weather reports is Jaco Pistorius. But the second thing I think about is oh, how or, or does like this Al, affect Aldemiola? me? Yeah, Aldemiola is another mm-hmm. thing I think about. Well, I think about Al every morning, but... I saw him in concert how, once. How do... No, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most enjoyable... Oh, wait. Oh, you sent me a thing. Oh, can, I show you, can I show you what, what, what I'm talking about when I talk about lenses? Are you seeing this? I am. Okay. This, and this is, is why if you want to make to 200. If you want to make up so, so you ever heard that that old that old saw about how a uh, television adds 20 pounds? Yes. Well, it's not just cuz you got successful and could afford food. It's cuz the kinds of lenses that they're using are closer to what this uh when this man's face seems larger. So what I'm showing John here, you've probably all seen this before, but it's a, a real-time demonstration of what different depths of lens do to a human head, a human face. Yes. Isn't it kind of dramatic? Uh, it is, and you know what? What the way I hear about this uh, phenomenon uh, more often is, um, I hear uh, about skinny mirrors. Oh, for that is so a thing. Yeah. Skinny mirrors—they sell them now. You can actually buy a mirror that you know is skinny. Uh, you, know you can, and in yeah. fact, well, and in fact, there are um, there are lots of. I I live in a world where mirror buying decisions are based largely on how uh, how they perform according to the skinny mirror tests, right? These skinny mirror. Are you able to hold up like a sample sheet of paper to see whether there's any distortion? How do you determine if a mirror is secretly skinny? It is 100% a um, <clears throat> season to taste effect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. Uh, and so a skinny mirror is a mirror that you look at and you know that it's a skinny mirror by virtue. Oh, like I, I've, I've been, in, I've been in hotels where I'm like, no way do I look like that. And I call um, my wife over and say, look in this mirror. Does this seem like it's accurate to you? I don't, I don't even coach her on it. And she'll be like, no, that's, that's not a real mirror. Uh, I, I feel like, um, I, I feel like just instinct. I don't want a skinny mirror. I no, wanna... that's all. I see that this is. Oh, John, could there be any 
better example of how you and I, as much as we are similar in so many ways, we differ. I would love a skinny mirror. I do not see you ever abiding a skinny. I see you breaking a skinny mirror. Give me seven years of bad luck. I don't care. Get it I out of here. Yeah, I don't want. Um, it's like there. It's like theraflu for your body. You don't want it. You would not prefer it. No, I don't. I don't. I want the hard varnished truth. Or yeah. no, I want the unvarnished truth. No, I want... You want to the, varnish your own truth and burn your balls. Right. Make me fat as fuck in this mirror. What I want is give me the truth and then varnish it. Right? Like, give oh. me the unvarnished truth. I think you truth, want it sanded. And then, well, no, no, no. I don't... No, don't sand the truth. Give okay. me the unvarnished truth and oh, then no, varnish no varnish. It. Okay, so don't put varnish in the first place. Don't give me varnish. You want unfinished mirror. And then I'll put varnish on it. Mentally? You got to put varnish on it, right? You Did can't you, go out in, your, in, in your the world. Or, or like, is no, it no, in no, your, that, in well, your... you can't look in a mirror at the unvarnished truth and then just walk out into the world with the unvarnished truth. That's like, right. that's like, uh, you know, I'm mad as hell and I don't give a damn. Okay. So it's like, like uh, what with the great Scottish philosopher, Charles Barkley. Now we're talking, we're post Descartes and we're talking about perception. You gotta, you gotta, you have to look out for your chicken, Oh, you know? You know what I mean? You have to yes. look out for your chicken. Yes, yes, so, yes. Keep the chicken out of your corn and don't varnish my mirror. Thank you. But you Can I get a different to, you, room with a with a different mirror, an unfinished chicken mirror? You get to choose the varnish, right? Oh. You get to choose. And maybe that a lot of people, all the only varnish they put on it is a hat. Oh, right? oh. But, that's but like putting a hat on your coffee table. Okay. Well, it's like putting a hat on your chicken. Oh, I don't want to walk out into the world. I put a helmet on a chicken. I wouldn't put a hat. Don't put a helmet on a chicken. Yeah. Come on. Really? You don't think so at all? No, a chicken. You what know, if it's chicken, an heirloom chicken and you want to like you, pass it on to the next generation? If you think, wait, okay, if there was a chicken, that we did an episode of the Omnibus on a chicken that had been, uh, that had been beheaded, but somehow mm. just enough of the ganglia. Oh, people say, there. people say, so we all know a chicken will keep living for a while and run around as uh, the head cough. There are people who claim that chickens can continue to live after they've been decapitated. I've seen things about this. Well, it's not claim. It's Mike the Headless Chicken is a chicken that lived for a long time. I feel like I heard this episode. Okay, Mike. His name is Mike. Mike the Headless Chicken lived for 18 months without a head. That's a really good Warren Zevon song. If you're going to put... The thing about Mike is you Mm. had to put something because the rain rain would just go right down Mike's neck and drown him. You got to put on like 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 a sink stopper... Or some kind of it's a helmet, like a swim, like a swim cap. Okay, or, yeah, like a swim cap, right? Or like a um, how, how does he? It? How does he eat? Yeah, well, his owner put little food down his. Oh, uh, like his a rudimentary hole. paste you would pour in, yeah. like like you're like you're feeling a moped. Okay. Yeah, you just kind of he would just he just kept feeding him, and I think Mike would have lived for longer, but. Uh, what I forget exactly how Mike died. Hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, he he choked uh, on a kernel of corn. Oh, so, that's terrible! What a shame. Because chickens yeah. don't chew to begin with. No. Okay. No, uh, chickens. Uh, well, they peck. Well, I mean, given the materials and the tools, yeah. We're right at the we're right at the edge of my knowledge of what a chicken that's does. Fine. No, no, it's fine. Well, I I know a little bit about chickens. Yeah, I know my chicken. You you got to know your chicken. Right. So you got a chicken and what a chicken do is it pecks at the ground and it gets some food bits and corns. And then yeah. I think it also gets some gravel things probably. And then it's got, you got uh, the, uh, uh, what's the part? What's the organ people gullet, eat? Gullet. You got a gullet, but then don't you also have like a super strong uh, pre-stomach? Like a, a gizzard. Oh, yeah. You got a gizzard. Gizzard. Something like that, right? And the gizzard grinds the food with the dirt. I think so. I think yeah. it's sort of like a rock tumbler for a chicken. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Well, so you just got to waterproof him or water resistant. You got to figure out what his water resistance is and then give him the rudimentary paste. Mike, done, in a lab condition, Mike night. could have lived longer probably. It was, well, you know, the, what, the thing is they were making money off of Mike. They were poor. Oh, geez, sure, and uh, sure, sure, and sure. it was like, hey, let's take Mike on tour. And people were excited to see him. And mm-hmm. uh, and what happened was I think they um, – I don't know how he got that kernel of corn. In I, him, I rarely get the food that I would like when I travel. I have to imagine it's much worse for a chicken. Especially if he has something like a like celiac or something, and all you're getting is those uh, you know triangles of plastic sandwich at the airport, and that's going to be hard for a chicken to digest, even with the right rocks and tumbling. My mom did not have a lot of kind words for chickens. Uh, well, she still uh, doesn't. Yeah. I think if she if we got her on the phone right now, I think mm-hmm. that she would she would uh, denigrate the chicken uh, as a as a creature on God's earth. 
I think she doesn't. She doesn't give it any special. Well, so somebody like a city slicker. Well, nowadays, all kinds of people have chickens. We, that, that's a thing we know. Sure. But still, when you don't have, boy, this is going to sound racist. When you don't have proximity to a certain population, it's hmm. easy enough to always assume the best. But then when you're living cheek to jowl with somebody like, let's say for the sake of argument, a chicken, right. you see them, you, they are unvarnished chickens. And you see them yeah. as they are. They're letting their chicken hair down. And, and then you just, you might just be seeing, you might be seeing the worst of chickens. You know, Dave Bazan's wife, uh, Anne Christine, she has chickens okay. uh, that she cares for like they were cats. Or she cares for them like, I mean, they're cats that live outside, but she really cares for these chickens. Okay. She loves the chickens. I know, I think I know a lot of people actually that like pet their chickens and cuddle their chickens. It's a big thing in Oakland. There's a lot of Oakland chickens now. Oakland chickens. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have the Warriors anymore. Well, that might be that might be uh, where we get the uh, "care for your chickens" meme mm -hmm. from, from Oakland chickens. Okay, but uh, but I have found in interacting with chickens, although they're fun, they're fun to pet, um, to hold. I do not see in a chicken's eyes any recognition of anything. Mm -hmm. Right? You don't look into a chicken's eyes and see. What you would describe as consciousness, although I'm sure they're going to be, we're going to get a lot of letters from chickens. Uh, well, for or from uh, chicken friends, or chicken companions, yeah, who say, "No, you're wrong, chickens." Yeah, my like my, oh, my chicken, thoughts. my chicken can tell when I'm sad, and it comes up and yeah, cuddles and has right. curiosity in its eyes. My chicken has curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think we're probably going to get some letters sure. that say, "I have seen chickens cross the road for no other reason than to see what's on the other side." And and then come back and do like a short story about it. Yeah, come back and, and we talk about when we talk, talk about to the other chickens. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? When, when I taught my chicken sign language, then that chicken taught its children sign language. Oh, I see what you're saying. In the same way that the monkeys can throw the clams off the off the cliff, the hundredth monkey. You're saying in this case, it becomes like a, a generational uh, trauma or or an improvement. It gets passed along the same way that like a raccoon or a roach will get a lot smarter. Like a right. raccoon will start off not understanding your fence, and then eventually it becomes master of the fence. Master of the fence. That's right. Mm -hmm. And if you, it's one thing to teach Coco how to sign. Yes. And you can say like, sure, but Coco's just. Yeah. Kitten, you know, kitten gone or whatever. Yeah. She's just like pressing the button for food. But when Coco yeah. teaches, you know, Moco, Loco Moco, how to sign, mm -hmm. then you go, you know, shit, she just taught. She just taught Locomoco to sign, and, he, and Locomoco's signing at us now. Oh, this is, this not, is the problem with machine learning and AIs, too. Mm. Right? Did you see that thing this morning of the mm -hmm. AI pizza maker? No. Uh, there's Somebody wrote an article about, like, check out this AI pizza maker, and it was just a pizza maker. Oh. It, it didn't mm. have it. There was no AI about it. Yeah. It was just a thing. It was just a machine making pizza. It wasn't even a good machine. It wasn't making good pizza. It was trying to... See, I know just a little bit about AI, and I know that the AI, to be an AI, it mostly is a black box. You feed mm. it information, and uh, you look for the ones that are giving you the results that uh, are what you're looking for, and it you look learns. For the helpers. Look for look for the helpers. Yeah, look for the helpers. So, is That's it trying you know to reinvent pizza somehow? No, it was what it was was somebody had invented. So, <laughs> <laughs> what had happened was <laughs> what had happened was first you were in a helicopter, and then you were in a hovercraft. Okay. Uh, no, what had happened was somebody invented, uh, so all I can guess is that it was a young person, mm -hmm. let's say a person between the ages of 25 and 35, mm -hmm. and they thought that no one had ever invented a pizza machine, which is characteristic of, uh, of that, uh, period in a person's life, right? I'm, oh, it's the say, way, like when Elon Musk invented subways a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't we just build a tunnel? Yeah. If you, you know, if you're 28 and, and the idea of a pizza mach making machine comes into your head, mm -hmm. why would you go look to see if. There already were pizza-making machines. Uh, the first thing you would do is try and get funding. Oh for the well, app. I think the first thing you try to innovate and then you disrupt. Right, you're going to want to. You're going to want to market it before you make it. You're going to mm -hmm. want to brand it. You're going to want to put it. You're going to get an app together, and then you get a pizza machine. Well, so pizza machine. How hard is a pizza machine? Pizza machine's pretty hard. Not the putting the stuff on the pizza. That's not hard. Mm -hmm. But taking a blob, taking some wheat and some water. 
and whatever else you put into bread, eggs and tomatoes. And, eggs, uh, eggs uh, cheese, like a cheese. Um, you've got uh, pickles no, right out of the jar. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about just the bread now, not the yeah, stuff. Yeah, the pizza, the pizza, what do you think of as the, uh, the dough part of the pizza? The dough, you can put salt and yeast and, uh, and uh, MSG or whatever, flavorings. Mm-hmm. How do you make, how do you make that ball into a pizza shape? Mm-hmm. Like what, what we need an AI for is a pizza throwing machine. Oh, okay. Now you're getting kind of like a Rube Goldberg thing with arms. Yeah. Would you pay money to watch a robot throw pizza dough? I would. I'd pay. Yeah. I mean, if it was part of a larger package, if if you if you if you wish to to make a pizza first, you know, you you must first in, invent the universe. That's what right. Carl Sagan said. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. anyway, this machine basically what it was was these preformed. A lot dough. of pizza throwing is sense. I'm sorry, John. A lot of pizza right. throwing is sense of feel. So you're yes. not only inventing apple pie in the universe, but you're also inventing sense of feel. Sense of feel. Sense of feel. <laughs> sense of feel, Pete. Sense of feel. Yeah, sense and the, you named the robot Pete, and now you got funding. <laughs> Fuck you. The thing about this thing, though, was that the hard part was already done. The dough was just laid out somehow by, I don't know who, by people or some other machine. And then the, the this uh, video was just showing this dough come out, and then a little arm went out and squirted sauce. <laughs> and then another arm put, and and the arm was moving exactly like a uh, like a um, what like a one of these three D printers, right? It went out and it was like bleh, bleh, oh, okay, bleh, extruding bleh, bleh. kind of. Yeah, it was just it was just, but it was just instead of extruding plastic or instead of making anything, it was just squirting sauce onto a. But it mm. wasn't even doing it in a circle. It was just kind of going across. I mean, and how's that the, different from a robot? It's zero difference from a robot and not even a good robot because somebody else on the thread posted a picture of the Costco pizza making machine, uh-huh. which was like splork pow, splork pow, like yeah. really jamming. Mm-hmm. But this article, the the writer was like, it's an AI pizza machine, but presumably because it has an app or because the person that invented it was 28 something. Mm-hmm. There was no AI about it that I could tell, but I, but I felt like it was emblematic of a kind of um, of a of a kind of future world where yes, this machine is going to make pizzas. Uh, within a year, you won't be able to find a pizza made by a human. Mm-hmm. All the love has gone out of pizza already, except mm. for the rare occasion. Do you have a place where you get love pizza? Pizza made with love. I mean, I mean, I there are certain pizzas that I like uh, that I dislike less than others. Okay. I don't. You, I don't think you, pizza, you're a pizza eater, right? Your family eats pizza. We eat pizza, but like increasingly, well, you know, my my not my concept, but the concept of like the ceiling and the floor, right? The problem is that like pizza, pizza has a very low floor. Like if it's bad, it can be super fucking bad. Now, sometimes when we get pizza, quote unquote, I will get meatballs because meatballs are a high floor item. It's hard to fuck up a meatball. Do you follow me? Well, is that true? Because I feel like I eat fucked up meatballs all the time. It could, it could be, and it differs by area and time, right? So it all differs. But no, no, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, like, the pizzas of my childhood, I miss. And the pizzas of other places, I don't think San Francisco is a good pizza town. Maybe we just need more robots. Sorry, not robots. AIs. We need machine-learned oh, pizza. Right. I agree the love has gone out of it, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, there are still places where you can go and get a really fucking good hamburger. Like I had a quarter pounder. I had to go to the Apple store yesterday. So I went to McDonald's as a reward. And, uh, and the quarter pounders are really good. You get a fresh quarter pounder. They're using fresh meat now. Fresh meat. Fresh meat. And I used the frozen and I, and I used the, I paid with Apple pay and the whole thing was great. Come the, the on, love that, you're not using fresh meat. What does that even mean? Look it up. Go to the website. It look says, it up. Quarter pounders it says right on the website. Limited availability, says the asterisk. But the love has gone out of pizza. I don't think people have their heart in it anymore. I think it's become a low-ceiling, uh, low-floor endeavor. There's not that much great pizza, at least where I live. Also, time. Are you ready for me to blow your mind? I would love it so much. Best hamburger. Best hamburger. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. Better than your $50 San Francisco hamburgers. Yeah. Better than something with artisanal pickles on it. Mm-hmm. Better than... Eat, eat the pickles out of the jar. Don't put them on the burger. Eat them out of the jar. Yep. If you want a pickle. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than the hamburger that your mom made back when my mom moms out made of hamburgers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Better than the hamburger made by the guy with the apron that says, kiss the cook. Mm-hmm. 
better than a hamburger from a hamburger truck. John, you're talking about a pretty good burger here. This is the burger. Are you ready? Yeah, I think. Denny's. Whoa. Denny's. Denny's. Denny's, Denny's burger. Denny's has the best hamburger <gasps> that you will have this year. Oh, my. I'm going to write that down. I want to go to Denny's now. Go Denny's, to Denny's, Denny's hamburger. and get a double Denny's hamburger. Double hamburger. And I think that you will walk out of that Denny's and you will say, "It's got everything. It, it's got it's got it's flavorful. It's got the right seasoning. It's got prepared the right way. It's got good mouthfeel. It's the whole package, Marlon. The whole shigilla. And the thing about a Denny's is, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot. As you and I both know, mm-hmm. people our age have been up and down with the Rolling Stones. Except in this case, the Rolling Stones is Denny's, right? Like there was. When you were young, I'm guessing there were Den- you had a certain feeling about. I Denny's used to smoke at Denny's. That's where I went to smoke. Right, right. You go yeah. to Denny's and smoke. So you sit many up Marlboro with your Lights all night long. All night long, you split sit there split a moons over my hammy, and mm-hmm. then have unlimited coffee and Marlboro Lights. You can get pie at Denny's. You can get ice cream at Denny's. But then Fuck. we went through that phase in the '90s where Denny's was racist. This was before even things were called racist. Oh, because of Sambo. No, no, no. Sambo was a different thing. No, Are you Denny's? sure it's different? I always, I always, I mentally concatenated the Denny's and Sambo's. We, nope, we had Denny's. a sleeping Mexican man outside of our Sambo's well into the 80s for shizzle. Oh, are you sure he was Mexican? Wasn't he a little uh, he, Indian boy on top of an elephant? Oh, was he? I might be concatenating my racisms. No, yeah, I think it's... uh, Oh, Little Black Sambo! Wow, Sambo, yeah. I have a couple of coffee cups from Sambo's. They have a little black boy on it? Uh, The little little child, um, you know, he's sort of a a Mowgli uh, character. I might be be thinking of a Mexican place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sambo himself was not Mexican, he was from India, but but Sambo's was... Right, well, it's like after 9-11, we thought anybody with with, uh, any kind of head covering... Was a terrorist. Yeah, he had a it's turban. Like, no, that guy's Sikh. Like, you know? Uh, but he, um, I think that they stopped. They, well, you know, I, I I collect a lot of old old weird stuff, and I have some coffee cups. But I think that they, uh, I think that they turned into Baker's Square. Um, <gasps> yeah, okay. I remember that coming up around the time that uh, Boston Market was uh, getting popular. Right? And I think Denny's did buy some old Samboses and turn them into Denny's. But no, Denny's was racist in the 90s okay. because there was a, I think, an expose that revealed that at a management level, they were uh, they, they were giving different service to African-Americans. Okay, and now in my head, I'm unconcatenating this from Cracker Barrel um, discriminating against the gay. Right. Because that was, that, wasn't that also a thing? We didn't like Cracker Barrel for a while? Yeah, and I think Cracker Barrel was like upfront about it. Or, you know, like Denny's was like, no, 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 we don't do that. And oh, then they it was like, like, like ran, oh, a chick, ran a Chick-fil-A kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But then I think Denny's cleaned up their act a long time ago. Good for them, man. I want that burger, buddy. Woof. But it was for a long time. Remember, we didn't eat uh, Domino's because oh, he was you an anti That's when I was in I, high school. Or excuse yeah. me, when I was in college. We uh, No, we never got the Domino's, except no, when no, we no, did. Bad, if bad, you're high bad. enough and it'll be there in 28 minutes, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna break your abortion rules. Sure. I took two Domino's to a Willie Nelson concert one time, and I was the hero of the, of the night, at least for the five people that are standing around me. We, we were ordered, also, uh, my, friend, my friend and I, who are both familiar with your work, our families went out. We went bowling, and we went out to dinner, and, and guess what we got? Mm, pizza for the table? Pizza for the table. Uh, see, it's the technology that keeps on Would it giving. surprise you to know that it was a huge hit? Uh, I cannot believe <laughs> that pizza for the table would not always be a huge hit. We did hit. get a cheese pizza. We all agreed on cheese, and it yeah. arrived, and it was great, and the kids were very happy. Then they went outside and played, and I, I had an old-fashioned. I had two old-fashions. Oh, Mr. Party Guy. Yeah, it was well, nice to be bold. Yeah. Let me run. Let me just run this one more time up the flagpole and see who uh, who spits. But mm-hmm. you all, because the thing is, Denny's. I don't know if you can be in America and not find a Denny's. We've got a right? Denny's. And there's a famous Denny's downtown, like near kind of near Metreon on like I want to say Howard. Um, and then there's a Denny's. It looks like there's a is there a Denny's maybe on Mission? There's one in South San Francisco, one in Emeryville. My my primary Denny's would be the um, very colorful one downtown. I think that I'm not sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there are there's a Denny's in every American state mm-hmm. because who knows what happens in some of those. It's states. like a weather you know reporter I mean? in election, John. Yeah, Plus right. Time. I mean, 
Let's talk about Rhode Island. Yes, there's a Denny's in Rhode Island. But Delaware? Is Delaware even big enough to have They're a They're probably based Denny's? in Delaware. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If you go into a Denny's, now, I have not eaten a hamburger in every Denny's. And a lot of them are franchises. So mm. it's possible that some franchise owner is, is, oh, is yes. shortcutting it. But I've been to a lot of Denny's and comparison tested these burgers. And, oh, you know, Merlin, nobody's more embarrassed than me no. that I... That I even went into a Denny's in the first place, let alone ordered a hamburger. That's not the kind of thing you'd like want to brag about, usually. No, but but I'm bragging about it now because I feel like I feel like the only other people in Denny's are people that have to be there, mm-hmm. and I'm there by choice. It's like it's like a DMV with with eggs. It's like a DMV with eggs. Nobody's happy Ex- to be there, but like luckily there's eggs. Except that once you get into a Denny's, once you start going to Denny's, you mm-hmm. realize that people that are there are actually happy to be there. Because it's the Twist. last, it's the last place you can get a burger, a milkshake, mm-hmm. a pie, mm. fries. You can't smoke anymore. No, but you know, For there's ev- yeah. every chance that your that your uh, server is going to have like multiple piercings or ear gauges or oh, whatever. That's interesting. You know? Okay, yeah. Uh, Denny's has Denny's has come all the way. Right? Denny's, Denny's sounds like uh, far from what we were dealing with before. It sounds very diverse. It's extremely diverse. I love that. Uh, I love the things diversity. that are happening, at least in at least in American uh, Denny's that I've been to, is it's like real microcosm. It's a melting pot, mm. and that what they're doing is melting delicious cheese. Mm. I just found the America's Diner Double. I sent you a link to this: American cheese, caramelized onions, all American sauce on a brioche bun. Oh God, this looks good. It's got some kind of a sauce, the all America so, sauce. Yeah. So um, you know what? If you if you scroll down on that page, oh, see, du- the, double the, cheeseburger. Yeah, the America Diners double is like if you want to if you want to get special with some sauce. I see what you're saying, but the I double see. cheeseburger does it look anything like this? This looks so good. It looks not only does it look like that, but it tastes better than it looks. Fuck me gently. I the, want this you, so much. What this is, it's a forty napkin burger. Mm-hmm. You take a bite out of it, and then you have to like basically take a shower. Oh, and then my you grandma take a used to say bite. you have to you have to wear a raincoat when you eat it. That kind yes. of thing. Except it has, to, but except it's a grease coat. Yeah, yeah, like, we all see it might be a flasher. I mean, everybody's everybody's welcome at Denny's. If you are, if you eat this hamburger, mm-hmm. I think that the Swiss Euro four x four model mm. is going to predict tremendous precipitation <laughs> of your taste buds. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a little wet in my zone right now. <laughs> <laughs>